Hi. <laughs> and I'm Erin, and I have the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> and we're... <laughs> you oh, start? yeah. You want to start? Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're keeping busy. We're keeping busy. <laughs> uh, Carrie and I are recording with our the webcams going, which is... Uh, have never been done before. We usually never podcast. see each other. Yeah. Sometimes we see so, each other, but it's because we're in the same room. Right. So this is a so little it's, different. This is a little weird looking in your weird. eyes. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm uh what's that show? Big Brother. Nope. I I was thinking of mm-hmm. uh, the Sweaty Balls show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm watching it and being a part of it at the same time. <laughs> So anyway, what did we make this time around? Oh, we are going to make a sweet profit off selling these knockoff Girl Scout cookies. Heckin' yeah. In a back alley. Totally. We made Thin Mints. We made Thin Mints. Copycat Girl Scout Thin Mints because Mm -hmm. we just can't bear to part with our money for those sneaky little... No, it's because they don't come around enough. I yeah. haven't, I literally haven't seen a Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies in years. So only use this recipe in off December. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off season. Once you've run out of your real Girl Scout cookies. Yes, after the, ref- the freezer is empty, your stash is completely depleted, then you can make these cookies. Mm-hmm. And we've batch tested them for you. That's right. Cookies, cookies. Ooh, yours your cookie nice is too. nice. Yours, why is yours um got a lump? My, yours has a lump. Yours has a lump. Mine does have right. a lump. Some of them that happened to some of them. Like <laughs> yours is very nice and thin, and it looks beautiful. Mine was mine was nice and thin, except you can see where the thing is. It looks like I put something mm. under there. No, it's just like it caught an air bubble when I was making the cookies. So some of them have this weird little hump that looks like a chocolate-covered cherry got stuck on top. But it's not. (laughs) It's just a hole. When you bite into it, it's a hole. So what recipe did you use? Ooh, what recipe did I use? I brought it up on the internet. I used a recipe from inkatrinaskitchen.com, home of Girl Scout cookies, thin mints. What did you use? I used bakedbyanintrovert.com. Ooh. Homemade Thin Mints. Let's compare. Homemade Thin Mints. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. <clears throat> oh, I looked at this recipe, but I did not use it. Oh, her cookies look very nice. There was a reason I didn't use this one. What was it? Because it is too awesome. Oh, no, I found this one after the fact, and I was wishing that I had used it um, because there's mint both in the cookies and in the coating. And I will tell you one thing, and that is that I was not happy with the amount of mint in my cookies. Me neither. My oh, mint still? was really? subpar as well. Yeah. Oh, that's and too bad. I So, you, you know, you make the, the cookie, and then you melt some chocolate put the peppermint in there and you dip the cookie in. So I had to make a second batch of chocolate because I didn't make enough. 
and I actually added some double extra peppermint because I could tell the cookies weren't coming out minty enough, which is very sad. Yeah. Um, so mine didn't have any mint in the cookie itself at all. Hmm. And then it had about a teaspoon, I think, in the chocolate. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, I didn't think they were minty enough. Everybody else thought they were minty and fine. Um, but I mean, I wanted to taste like a mint when I bite into it. And it really just didn't. Other than that, though, I loved the recipe I used. The cookie was real weird. There's basically nothing holding it together. It was super duper duper dry and didn't look like any kind of actual cookie recipe. Let me see what it says. It's got butter, powdered sugar, vanilla, cocoa powder, salt, and cake flour. So essentially all dry ingredients and then a cup of butter. And it is very, very, very dry. It even says it in in the recipe itself. It's like, you are not going to think this cookie is going to work. It looks <laughs> like it's just going to fall apart and not happen. But it does. And honestly, everybody who tried these, I just enamored with the cookie itself. It has this fall apart kind of crisp crunchiness and almost turns to crumbs in your mouth, but somehow keeps its shape and stays together enough for you to bite through it without being hard. Hmm. So it's this really interesting kind of... Sounds like magical. Can you firm, can you give us a crunch? Let's see here. Oh. <laughs> mm. That's very nice. <laughs> I also am just continually amazed with the amount of chocolate flavor that are in these cookies. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the cookie recipe itself. Because, I mean, if you eat chocolate, you're eating chocolate, and you're like, yeah, I'm eating chocolate. No big whoop. So I don't think it's the chocolate coating. But for some reason, like the cookie itself is... You can eat one of these cookies when you have a chocolate craving... And your chocolate craving is satisfied without having that feeling at all of like, oh, I just ate a flourless chocolate cake and now I want to die. Yeah. I'm comparing the recipes and yours has um, the same amount of butter. Yours has double the cocoa powder. <laughs> and uh, That could explain uh, that. And less, less flour. But mine also has one egg white. Uh, vanilla extract and pepper extract. Mine Peppermint. is kind of like a cross between a shortbread and a flourless cookie. Remember when we were doing those flourless cookies and they depend a lot on um, powdered sugar to yeah. get their uh, structure? So it's, it's kind of like that, I feel like. Although this isn't a chewy cookie, it's like a crisp cookie. I was very happy with the crisp on mine. It's got a good crunch to it. Uh, the I'm showing you oh, the hole. <laughs> the, the air bubble, yeah. Um, the So the crispness on this is really good. When I was rolling it out, I did not roll it out even. And so the, the thinner ones burned and then the thicker ones were really good. So actually, I just have a couple of the burned ones that I didn't want to share with other people. So, yum. Um, 
So that's why I was like, oh, yours are so nice and thin. It's because you accidentally smushed them. Yeah, these were the edges where I, uh, when I was rolling it out, it got a little too thin. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a crunch. I'm going to listen. I got a little bit. I think your sound filter is too good. Mm, Maybe. Ooh. Oh, it looks lovely. Oh, I will say one other thing. I don't know how many cookies yours made. Mine made like 95 cookies. Oh, yeah. I think I got, the recipe said I got that it made like 40. I super friggin' tired of rolling and cutting out cookies and putting them yeah. in the oven and setting the timer and taking them out of the oven and taking them off the thing. I was just like, this is just too many cookies. Maybe if I had two ovens, it would have been okay. But like, seriously... Unless I really am completely out of cookies and I can't make it to the store for like <laughs> an old style Keebler grasshopper, I probably, yeah. despite the fact that these are delicious, will not make these again. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was a ton of cookies. I brought them into work except for the burned ones, which I kept for recording recording today. Uh, and I did get a lot of compliments. People said they were um, very rich and they meant that in a, a good way yeah i think um but yeah it was a ton of cookies i want to say the recipe said it made 40 and i would say that's probably about right i did not re-roll the edges of the like when you stamp out the the circles i didn't re-roll and cut any more because it was just too much already so it probably could have gotten more if i wanted Holy cannoli. So you rolled it out in just one gigantic sheet and cut out 40 cookies? I did not count how many cookies. I think. (laughs) But 40 seems right. It felt like 40. Mine was literally more than 90 because I had already uh, dipped 40 something and then I counted 54 that I had left to dip. Oh my goodness. And I, (laughs) I actually did not dip probably a uh, good 40 something of them because i ran out of chocolate it was like oh you need to melt a pound of chocolate to uh <laughs> to dip all your cookies i'm like oh no i only have half a pound of chocolate in my house so <laughs> i was not about to go out at that point and go buy some more chocolate so i dipped half the cookies and the other half of the cookies are in the freezer mm-hmm. so between That's the cutting good. and the rolling and the baking and the dipping i was just like done yeah, this is a, a very simple cookie to make, but like dipping is just, dipping is boring and I'm not my favorite thing. Not my favorite thing. Though they do look lovely when they're dipped. When you dipped yours, what did you put them on to cool and set? Parchment paper. Oh. Or wax I, paper. I remember. I didn't like the little feet they got on them when I put them on. Yeah, they did get little feet. They looked really pretty when I dipped them. I'm like, oh my god, totally looks like a Girl Scout cookie. And then I put them on, and no matter how long I waited for the stuff to drip off, as soon as I put them on the parchment paper or the wax paper, whatever the heck it was, they oozed out a little and got that little foot. So then I got really annoyed, and I started (laughs) cooling them on, uh, like, 
cooling racks, like cookie cooling racks, oh. so that the chocolate could drip off and just gravity smooth it. And so then mm. they looked really pretty, and then they stuck <laughs> to the Oh, rack. no. <laughs> so I actually was so annoyed at this point that I was like, I am not ruining all of my cookies because I did this stupid thing. So what I did was I turned the rack over, and I used my creme brulee torch to free them from my rack. Oh, <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. Got some ingenuity. That's called putting out the fire you made yourself. With fire. With fire. Wait, is that a pun? That's a pun. Putting out fire with fire? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a pun. Oh, the other thing was, sorry, I'm eating chocolate now. <laughs> um, the site that I used for my recipe, she used for dipping her cookies, not um, actual chocolate, but the candy wafers, which she actually found in dark mint flavor. So I don't know oh. if her cookies came out mintier because she used dark mint flavor already. That would make That's sense. That's a possibility. Yeah, I think, so this is a good recipe if you want to make thin mints. Just jack up the peppermint extract on everything. Yeah. I was afraid it would end up tasting medicinal. And so I followed the recipe where normally I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wish it was more. Using... Mint chocolate is a good idea and a good Definitely. way of doing that. Agreed. So what else have you been up to? Oh, did I need to do something else? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to do anything. I feel like there was something. There must have been something. Let me think about it for a minute while you tell me what you've been doing. Okay. Um, I've been prepping for baby's first birthday. Oh, uh, Yeah. Would you like to go? Nope. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I have made I made cake that I will turn into tiny little layer cake petite fours, but that is frozen in my freezer now. I made lime curd and I made lemon curd. I cannot and wait to taste lime curd. I hope it's okay. I think you should also make grapefruit curd. That doesn't sound good. Really? I'm going to go ahead and say that. Grapefruit doesn't have a flavor. It just has a like a, a acid burn. Grapefruit has a flavor. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, then you're going to have to make the curd. The grapefruit curd. Heck no. I'm already making the other curd stuff. Curds and whey. Clotted. Curds and whey. Clotted curds. Clotted. Whatever that Clotted curds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and uh, from the rinds of lime and lemons, I made candied uh, lemon and lime rind, which is one of my favoritest things when it's done right. Uh, I Did think the you lemon ones. Do it right. The lemon is delicious and right. The lime is a little bit too bitter. Have you done lime rind before? Yeah, and you just have to blanch it a lot more than you do the lemon. Oh, it is that to take out the bitterness? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I did not amp up the blanching, so that was that's my bad. But I, I just wanted to be able to cut, like, little pieces and put them on the top of each of the petite fours so you can tell which one's lemon and which one's lime. Yeah. So it's just going to be a small bite and surrounded by sweet cake things, so I'm not too concerned. Cool. Sounds delicious. And then 
Today I made the cheesecake. I'm gonna uh, cut it into little cylinders and just drizzle some chocolate sauce, chocolate and caramel on top. So this is a tea party theme Ooh. for anyone who didn't hear last week. What are you gonna do with episode. the scraps of cheesecake? I'm gonna eat them. Heck yeah! So I tried to I tried to get fancy with the cheesecake and it came out to mediocre results. Uh, I bought. So do you know the plastic, clear plastic? Acetate? I don't know what that word is. Um, You know, when you see like fancy mousse mousse cakes in a a bakery and you have to pull the plastic off the outside. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's called acetate. You're an acetate. (laughs) Stop, I'm not swearing. Look it up, man. I gave you the word. Bird, 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 but bird is a word. I thought yeah. acetate was a word. Yeah. Amazon just called it a baking collar. Okay, yes. Amazon.com cake collars, also known cake as collar. strip acetate. Acetate. <laughs> so I, I bought a roll of that. You are and... acetating me. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I made two-inch rings, and then I shoved my graham cracker crust in there, and then I baked that, and I poured the cheesecake in, and I baked that. Um, and on a couple of them, it kind of busted out, and I made two dozen, and I got about 20 or 21 usable ones from that. So for my second batch, I just did a, a 9 by 13 baking pan, and I'm just going to stamp out the circles and eat all the leftovers. Do you think, though, that they will come out? I put parchment paper on the bottom, and I'm no, freezing no, no, no. it. No, I mean come out of the circle. If you stamp a circle out of a cheesecake, how are you going to get the cheesecake out without <coughs> squishing the cheesecake? Um, uh, with magic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is this not part of your consideration? I thought I, I thought I was done. <laughs> I didn't have to. I didn't have to think anymore. I was done. Maybe if you freeze it, I'm freezing the whole thing, but then I'll, I'll have to defrost it in order to cut through it. Hopefully not. I would try it without defrosting it. Okay. Like I would do a test one really soon, and I would mm-hmm. just stamp it out while frozen, see how hard it is, and then. Because I don't think it's going to... Think about how soft cheesecake is. It's I don't squish. think it's going to come out in a in a shape if you have to push it out of the cutter. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Whew. Now I'm scared. All right. Um, it's okay. You still, have, you still have plenty of time. I know. I, I can make another batch. Cheesecake really doesn't take that long. It's I'm just... not a cheesecake maker. I think I've made maybe two cheesecakes ever, and I don't think they were that great uh, the recipe that i used was uh, very simple and i got to eat the rejects and they were very tasty so mm. it's nice and i've been continuing to work on my tea party hats that i'm making as favors to people do i get one yes you get one yay i can't wait to wear my tea party hat they're they're coming out very nicely is that the pile behind you yes Ooh. So what have you been up to? Huh? Um, I mean, I did do some stuff. Nice. I finally finished my daughter's winter hat. 
I decided instead of doing the regular style uh, yarn pom-pom where you wrap it around and around and around and around until your arms get tired and then snip it and then it's all the wrong shape because, you know, that doesn't even make sense <laughs> to wrap something. Then the wide ends are all on the outside and the skinny ends are on the poles. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So I decided instead of doing that, I was going to use some of this terrible um, flicker that what it's called eyelash kind of yarn i have someone gave me some novelty yarn and it's the kind where it's basically a really thin string and it's just got the long fluffs off of it i've seen those they remind me of like Spider a legs. sick sick alley cat that just has like patches of fluff coming out and it's kind of sad and they're probably diseased oh well anyway all i did was i used that and i did a square and then i sewed up one I sewed up two sides of the square to make a cylinder and then I stuffed it and I cinched the ends. So it made a roughly shaped ball and it's all fluffy with the little eyelash style yarn. So it still looks like a pom-pom. Although it did come out out a little bigger than I wanted it to. (laughs) Do you have a picture? Um, Or the hat? (laughs) I could bring you with me. Hold on. (laughs) Ready? I'm ready. It's time for the big reveal. Ooh, that's a really good pom-pom. That came yeah, out really good. It is It is gigantic, yeah. though. I mean, look at it compared to the hat. It's like as big as her head is. That's a good, that's what you want. You want a pom-pom that makes a statement. It looks like a tam shanter now. <laughs> it does yeah, actually go on you have sp- You have space for like a ponytail or something up in there. Yeah, you can, you know, contraband. That, that looks like a real high quality hat. Thanks. So that's it. That's nice. Good job. And I made some nuts. Nice. Yeah. What kind Um, of nuts? My sister is doing a marathon in California, the Big Sur Marathon, and she is raising money for Every Mother Counts. And so she was selling some concessions to uh, add to her fundraising goal. And so I made her some stuff to sell and i made some spiced nuts what kind of spices on them nuts on them nuts um it was kind of like a barbecue kind of flavor so it was a little salty a little sweet it had some pap- smoked paprika and garlic and onion and salt and pepper and just a little bit of sugar but the uh, recipe that i use um has you toss them also with uh whipped egg whites which sounds weird, but the it makes all the seasonings stick to the nuts. So you mix all the flavors into the, the whipped egg whites, and then you toast the nuts, and it dries out like a coating on the nuts. So they're, like, really crispy and crunchy, oh. and it keeps all of the seasoning on there. So it's actually, they're really good. She said they went really fast, so that's cool. Well, that's great. And I made some super jumbo, like, gigantic oatmeal cookies with M&Ms in them. Oh, nice. Instead of raisins? That sounds great. Nobody likes raisins. Nobody likes raisins, but kids love M&M's. That's true. So this um, Every Mother Counts, I don't know anything about that. What is it? What's the charity for? It is so, um, you know, in the United States, we have great prenatal care. And um, 
you know, there are a lot fewer maternal deaths and there are a lot fewer complications when you have prenatal care and you have good, um, you know, natal care in the hospital. And not everybody has that opportunity either because of money or because of where they live. So Every Mother Counts helps raise money to um, help women who get pregnant and need medical care. Hmm. That sounds like a really great charity. Yeah, super legit. Mm -hmm. That made it sound not legit, but it is. (laughs) No, I swear, it's real. (laughs) Totally real, totally awesome. Good stuff. Oh, wait, I also made some other stuff. Okay. I helped my son stitch a little applique kitty head which was super frustrating Uh and also rewarding just Uh like being a parent (laughs) and then tonight i built a cardboard rocket ship with my daughter yay that's so cute so why did where did this cat head come from is something that he just wanted to do he was talking about learning how to sew and I can't remember exactly what he had brought up, but I have a little book. It's called The Cuter Book okay. from Aranzi Machine Gun. Um, I'm surprised you've never heard or seen of this. Hold on a second. I'm finding you the link. Oh, my gosh. It's a cute book, and I don't have that one. I only have The Cuter Book. <gasps> now I'm sad. So anyway, in the book, it gives you patterns for a bunch of adorable little applique animals. And so when he started talking about sewing, I was like, this is a great first project because all you need to do is take a couple pieces of felt in the right shape and sew them together. And bam, you've got like a little animal head. And so <laughs> he was like, great, I'll make one for Grammy. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. He picked out the cat head and then decided to make it for his grandmother. And we worked on that today. I had to learn how to do a double French knot because apparently Ugh. I have no idea how to embroider anything. I have tried doing um, the French knots for for eyeballs before, and Mm -hmm. I failed it every time. And I just can't figure it out. I'm sure I could look at a YouTube video and figure it out in a second, but I just have not put that effort in. Yeah. I did, because he was trying to do it. I realized you you can't spin the thread around the needle on this end. Like, you actually have to do it right next to the hole. Otherwise, okay. if you just take the thread and the thread nearest to the needle and wrap it around and pull it through, it just straightens out and goes right through the hole. Yeah. That's a, yeah. But by some voodoo magic, <laughs> if, you go, right there. if you wrap it around backwards and then go through the hole, that's what makes the knot. Okay. You're like, what? Okay, well, that would be really bad. You should just watch it on YouTube because I'm doing a terrible job of explaining. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but uh, that's cute that you're doing little projects with your kids. Yay. Can't wait till baby's old enough to do projects with. She's being more active, but can't get her to, I I cannot give her instructions. (laughs) You can't get her to sew yet. (laughs) Or or anything. (laughs) No, they don't for a while. (laughs) But she's still totable at this point, isn't she? She is, Yes. I mean, she's she, almost walking. She's she's confident enough. If I'm holding one of her hands, that she'll walk for a little bit until she gets yeah. a little wobbly. So she's almost there. Okay, so St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day is coming up. Now that we talked That's about right. all the things that we've already done to keep busy, what are we gonna do to keep some more? <laughs> keep some more busy. Ah, well, 
We are going to stay in the theme, the American St. Patrick's Day theme of including alcohol in Wait, our... What? Yeah, that's that's only in bacon. America. That they, that we, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure in Ireland there is no drinking done on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I think... Oh, I heard... I think it was a Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me episode where they had a guy from Ireland. He did something famous. I can't even remember, but I specifically remember him saying... all the snakes out of Ireland. (laughs) No, he specifically said that in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day, you'd go to church. And that's what they associate St. Patrick's Day with, not with drinking more than usual. Ah. It could just be that one guy's opinion, though. Anyway, we're going to make some parfaits. I love me a parfait. Or a trifle. They're the same thing, right? Uh, kind of. Just a trifle. Maybe a trifle's in in a giant dish and parfaits are in little dishes. Oh, maybe. Maybe a trifle insinuates cake is involved and a parfait could be anything. First, into the glass, we shall put some Irish cream whipped cream. Woo! Then, with the same Irish cream whipped cream, we're going to flavor it with chocolate as well. Woo! two-tone Irish cream whipped cream going on. And there will be layers of delicious Guinness cake. Chocolate cake. Ooh. Stout cake. It's really and short. There's a whiskey on top and you have all the traditional St. Patrick's Day beverages. Woo-woo. Don't actually Ooh. put whiskey on top. That was a joke. I'm uh, not going to do that. We're not going to do whiskey poke cake with the, whiskey with the stout. Poke. Oh, that sounds so gross. <laughs> I'm not a big whiskey drinker. So pouring whiskey into a delicious cake it sounds horrible. Total waste. But you can do that if you want. No judgments. I'm good. Okay. It'll, it can be in there in spirit. Get it? Ha <laughs> 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 Good joke, good joke, good joke. Okay. So if you made Thin Mints and you want to send us a picture, we, you can send it to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. We also welcome emails that just say, hi, how's it going? Or, love your podcast. Or, this is what <laughs> I'm doing on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Any any ideas or, or recommendations for things for us to try out in the future? Let us know. Uh, and check out the pictures of our Thin Mints. They'll be up on Facebook. If you just search for Keeping Busy Podcast. If we find any pictures of our Thin Mints. I took one while recording. <laughs> I'll take a picture of a Girl Scout cookie and pretend that I'm... <laughs> look how <laughs> no. professional it looks. Okay, all right. You'll know that I didn't do that because mine won't look as nice as the professionals. All right. Chocolate and then more chocolate next week. Next time. Mm-hmm. Carrie's really winning. At all of the recipe pickings. I do love me some chocolate. That is mm-hmm. not a secret. True. Sure. So, until, until next, next time. time, when we get together and talk about more baking stuff, we'll, we'll be, be keep it busy. Keep it busy.